0: Hey, guys, this is your host, Muhammad. continuing with the review for the core exam. We'll start with pediatric question. What is periventricular leukomalacia? This is a white matter injury related to prematurity seen in the periventricular location and presents with cavitation and cyst formation. This is representing infarcted white matter typically related to ischemia and can be sequela of ischemia during childbirth. Typically seen in immature neonates, less than 30 weeks of gestation or 34 weeks of gestation and weight birth uh, or birth weight of less than 1500 grams. Again, periventricular leukomalacia is cyst formation in the periventricular location due to infarction or ischemia, and this can be related to birth continuing with PVL, particular type of PVL is cystic PVL, which can be shown on a neonatal ultrasound at the day of birth. And where there is clinical significance on that is knowing that cyst formation takes approximately two weeks. So if they show a newborn or one day old premature baby with an ultrasound demonstrating cystic PVL, we know that the ischemia or adverse event had happened prenatal and not postnatal. Again, cystic PVL, the formation of the cyst equal of the ischemia takes approximately two weeks. So if we see a prenatal or if we see a ultrasound at day one of age or day two, and they ask when were these cysts form, this would be in the prenatal period because it takes at least two weeks to form. Um, this can play a role in lawsuits. So, um, Board examiners might want us to know that. Imaging appearance of testicular epidermoid cyst. Now, this is a rare process, but it is or have characteristic appearance. And the way it looks like it's been described as onion skin or target or bullseye appearance with avascular testicular mass. So, avascular testicular mass with onion skin appearance or bull's eye appearance. It's important to at least Google it once so you know. Now, this is one of those masses that if it's less than three centimeter in the testicle, we do not have to remove the testis and rather we can treat it with enucleation, especially if the pathology is consistent with epidermoid cyst. Again, testicular epidermoid cyst has a characteristic onion skin appearance or bull's eye and on Doppler has no flow treatment if less than three centimeter is in nucleation Hartman's procedure or recto resection this is to resect a small rect- rectal or sigmoid portion and during the procedure they will create an end colostomy and Hartman's loop Hartman's loop basically the distal rectum is closed or has a cuff And then we have a colostomy in the left lower quadrant. This can be attached on a later time. This can be a management for either small malignant mass or severe diverticulitis. Important causes of stridor in children that are related to vascular pathology. So vascular malformation that can cause stridor. We have three things, double aortic arch right arch with aberrant left subclavian artery and pulmonary string. Now, a double aortic arch, as you can imagine, the arch would encircle both the trachea and esophagus, so would compress on the trachea anteriorly and the esophagus posteriorly. Right arch with aberrant left subclavian, when they say aberrant left subclavian, meaning the left subclavian artery arising from the distal portion of the arch and that would also compress the trachea posteriorly and finally pulmonary string. In pulmonary string we have the left pulmonary artery would arise between the esophagus and trachea and go to the left lung. Now because it arises between the esophagus and the trachea it would compress the trachea and posteriorly and the esophagus anteriorly. anteriorly. So the right arch, double right arch and right arch with apparent aberrant left subclavian both compress the esophagus posteriorly or have posterior esophageal impression. The pulmonary sling would have anterior impression of the esophagus and posterior compression of the trachea. This diagnostic study would be uh, a or a swallow study and a lateral chest radiograph. And these are uh, less radiation dose than a CT scan. So this is the algorithm of working this up. Again, important causes of vascular uh, strider is double aortic arch, right arch with aberrant left subclavian and pulmonary artery string. We said the double arch and the right arch both have Posterior impression on the esophagus and the pulmonary artery sling would have anterior impression on the esophagus and posterior impression on the trachea. Pheochromocytoma. This is a tumor arising from the adrenal medulla, and the mnemonic for it is the rule of 10, 10% extra adrenal, 10% are bilateral, 10% are malignant, and 10% are familial. Extra adrenal. chromocytoma is periganglioma so it would have all the imaging features of periganglioma that we talked about the key feature is vascularity perigangliomas are very vascular most common location for extra adrenal periganglioma is organ of zucker so organ of zucker is located at the aortic bifurcation and it's the most common location for extra adrenal or periganglioma for imaging studies As we said, it's very vascular, so it would would enhance intensely on contrasted studies. And on MRI, there is the salt and pepper appearance. The pepper or flow voids is due to the increased vascularity. It would be heterogeneous when very large due to necrosis. And it would be hyper intense, really hyper intense on T2 imaging. It's been described as a light bulb on T2 MRI. Now, for metastatic workup, we have the nuclear study, particularly I-123 MIBG is used for metastasis for adrenal pheochromocytoma. Again, I-123 MIBG is used for metastatic work uh, evaluation for pheochromocytoma. Just to summarize, paraganglioma, heterogeneous when large due to areas of necrosis very bright on contrast because of vascularity and in 2 on T2 MRI been described as a light bulb what is meconium plug syndrome that is not meconium ileus we're not talking about the CF or cystic fibrosis complication we're talking about meconium plug syndrome it's really a bad name other names for it are small lift colon syndrome or functional immaturity of the colon This is typically seen, so the colon really is normal, except there's not a lot of uh, fecal material that went through it, and so it's small, the left colon. So small left colon is a better name for it. It's typically seen with infants of diabetic mothers or mothers who received magnesium sulfate, typically for eclampsia. Again, infants of diabetic mothers or mothers who received magnesium sulfate for eclampsia. The treatment for meconium plug syndrome or small left colon syndrome or functional immaturity of the colon is water-soluble enema so water-soluble enema is the treatment for it and it would show multiple filling defects in the colon and small small colon or small caliber of the colon what is clad skin tumor this is a particular type of tumor or particular type of cholangiocarcinoma or cancer of the bile duct that occurs near the confluence of the right and left duct it presents as a mass on the ducts that obstructs the ducts, so we will see dilated biliary ducts. And we will see, if it's advanced, we'll see capsular retraction because of chronic uh, atrophy or chronic destruction of biliary system that causes retraction of the liver capsule. Again, clad skin tumor is cholangiocarcinoma, particularly at the hepatic hilum, causes abrupt termination of or a broad cutoff of the biliary duct can cause lateral segment atrophy because of long-standing obstruction, which lead to capsular retraction of that segment that is involved. And it's really very difficult to see on contrasted study because it's a, just similar to pancreatic adenocarcinoma, which is not very enhancing, so you'll see a dark lesion at the hilum. Encephalomalacia is a term to describe softening or loss of brain parenchyma with or without gliosis, and it's a late manifestation of brain infarction. Again, encephalomalacia is loss of brain parenchyma. Typically, that, that area would be felt with CSF. Imaging finding associated with emphysematous cholecystitis. What we see, obviously, what is emphysematous cholecystitis is air within the gallbladder wall due to, you know, infection. present with on ultrasound with dirty posterior shadowing this is because there is air in the gallbladder wall it's also been described as ring down artifact ring down artifact is the artifact caused by gas bubbles again dirty acoustic shadowing and ring down artifact there is obviously would be wall thickening you could see pericolecystic edema but the key thing is gas in the bowel wall of the gallbladder this is typically seen in very sick patients, diabetics, and in the ICU. Characteristic imaging features of pancreatic cyst adenoma. Cyst adenoma, or the pancreatic serous cyst adenoma. So serous, we said the grandmother lesion. We see stellate calcifications. We see small cysts, typically less than 2 centimeter, and multiple greater than 6. So multiple small cysts they can have a solid appearance because of wall opposition and the small size this is a hypervascular tumor unlike the other pancreatic cyst adenomas which are hypovascular this is hypervascular we don't see any ductal dilation or tail hypertrophy to summarize it pancreatic serous cyst adenoma this is the grandmother lesion we see stellate calcifications small cysts and the small cyst can appear as a solid mass because of wall opposition This is a hypervascular tumor, unlike the other cyst adenomas, and there is no associated ductal dilation or tail hypertrophy. Again, pancreatic serous cyst adenoma, stellate calcifications, multiple small cysts that can appear as a solid lesion, and a hypervascular tumor without ductal dilation or tail hypertrophy. Fat-containing adrenal lesion. So, an adrenal lesion with macroscopic fat on CT scan. So, you see fat density in a in an adrenal lesion. This is myelolipoma. Again, fat-containing adrenal lesion is myelolipoma. Fat-containing adrenal lesion is myelolipoma. Fat-containing renal lesion is AML. Again, fat-containing renal lesion is AML. Fat-containing adrenal lesion is myelolipoma. Intracranial cavernous malformation or cavernomas. These are vascular hematoma and the issues related to them include seizure and bleeding. Seizure based on the location, bleeding based on the size. Now, they can have an association of developmental venous anomaly or DVA. They can be multiple due to radiation or genetics such as familial cavernomatosis. On CT non-contrast, we see hypertenuating well-circumscribed lesion. On CTA and and angiography, these lesions may be occult. And on MRI, they'll have a popcorn appearance on T1 and mixed T2 signal on T2 because of the uh, timing of the bleed Again, intracranial cavernous marformation or cavernoma, small vascular lesion, can bleed or cause seizure, sometimes are associated with developmental venous anomaly, and can be familiar or post-radiation. Utility of PET scan in breast cancer, can evaluate for metastasis and treatment response. It's not used as a screening tool for breast cancer. Again, for metastasis and treatment response. I think this is about 15 minutes so I'll stop here for today.